Real Marketing Rap is brought to you by Tim Bush and me, Joe Edwards. And we talk about everything marketing. We'll tell you as it is, jargon free and no BS. We'll have guests every week from high rollers to first starters, all from different industries and disciplines within the marketing world. We're here to set the record straight with nothing but marketing realness. Um, hey guys, welcome to Real Marketing Rap. Um, it has been forever. Um, I can't believe it's taken us second months to get out two, ep- two episodes in, in one year when we were hoping to do this every, every fortnight. But um, I guess we've, uh, we've got fairly busy in our careers and, and that's actually what we wanted to talk about this week. So we're going to kind of take a little bit of a format um, of I'm going to interview um, Tim about kind of his career and, and, and what he's done uh, in his life and where he is now and, and his kind of path. And then I think Tim's going to do the same. And hopefully that will just give you a little bit of insight about how our careers have gone and, and um, you know, whether you see any similarities or, or kind of learnings from, from what we've done. So we just thought it'd be a good one just to chat about kind of careers and, and paths in marketing. And I, I think actually given the fact that we have a CMO on our podcast, um, you know, he's pretty much done it all now. So um, he's at the top of the chain. So it's always good to kind of hear um, kind of the stories and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, Tim, I'm going to start off with just give us like a brief background of like, where, what did you do at uni? Like, where did you, what, what was your passion and that kind of stuff? And how did you kind of like fall into to marketing? Yeah, sure. So first off, great to be back on another episode. Um, actually, I had to try and remember my Skype login and reset the password because it's been so long. So bad. <laughs> that so says bad. so, so much. Uh, but there you go. <laughs> we, are, we are here now. So, um, so yeah. Um, yeah, what did I do at uni? So um, you mentioned the word passion, and I guess um, that's definitely not something that I necessarily followed when I went to university. Um, I ended up doing geography at university. I kind of liked it at school and just kind of fell into doing it at uni and before long was spending more time than I would have liked knee deep in rivers and measuring soil erosion in Snowdonia and stuff like that and um, good old Snowdonia yeah gotta love it and uh, I don't think I've actually been to Wales particularly on a geography field trip and it not be like a monsoon as well which uh, (laughs) added to the uh, the enjoyment levels but um, but yeah very quickly realized that actually you know what I don't really want to be anything associated with (laughs) with geography as such so uh, kind of you know bit my lip and, and battled on through university um you know really enjoyed it but you know definitely wasn't something I was overly passionate about but um I've always been interested in business and um when I look back I really in some ways regret not doing something more business and design orientated at university but but I didn't um but um you know through that whole geography degree quickly realized that actually you know what I'd quite fancy getting into marketing and you know, this was the the kind of late 90s, which obviously does, um, you know, age me a little bit, I guess, but um, um, was quite lucky in that um, when everyone else graduated and decided to go off and, you know, travel for a bit and, and do all that good stuff, I decided that I'm going to get my CV kind of polished up and, uh, and start kind of doing the rounds, um, you know, applying for jobs and what have you. And totally lucked out. I managed to get a job in marketing, which, you know, when you think I didn't have a 
a marketing qualification or, or any real experience or anything. Um, you know, he's, he's quite shabby, quite frankly. But, uh, but anyway, um, got a job, um, you know, straight away in marketing. And that was the beginning, really. So, um, yeah, now been in marketing for 20 plus years, which, you know, that really does age me. But, um, but there we go. So that was my kind of uni experience anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, and in terms of like career ladder, what sort of, well, how did you go? I mean, were you a marketing exec? What were you doing then? Where, you know, did you then get into a manager role? So maybe just talk a little bit about the jobs you've had to, to now. Yeah, so I mean, to be honest, I took a, a pretty standard path through all these things. So, you know, when I first got that job in marketing, it was, you know, literally they called it a, a marketing exec, as you, as you kind of pointed out. And, um, you know, this was pre-digital. So at this point, it was doing everything from mail shots. And actually, we even did uh, fax shots back then. Amazing. Uh, which Amazing. Is, is just something else quite frankly but anyway, I'm pretty sure um, anybody starting yeah. in marketing right now has no idea what you just said yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we would literally stand at the fax machine just feeding in different kind of offers and stuff like that and yeah I mean that was that was quite that that, that was so, you I yeah, remember yeah. those <laughs> yeah that was me um so yeah, I, I kind of started off, you know, in a you know super junior marketing role, and um, yeah, just kind of started working my way up. Really, um, you know, I kind of mainly focused, well, completely focused on um, on B two B. I've never done any any consumer stuff, but um, kind of ended up going from you know a very classic sort of B two B tech company to. Um, to the BSI, um, which is more professional services kind of stuff. Um, and I guess actually that's probably where I learned a lot of the the kind of key things in some ways, actually, that I've kind of taken forward in my career now. Um, you know, it was a really great kind of learning kind of environment, I guess. There were some super smart people there and, you know, we all kind of pushed each other. And, you know, I, I think those two and a half years for me were were just awesome. I had an amazing boss that, you know, was more of a mentor than than a, a boss, if you like. And, and, you know, I think if it wasn't for that BSI experience, which was like a couple of jobs in, uh, in into my career, and, you know, I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, that's for sure. And um, yeah, so, so I took on kind of more management roles, um, spent, um, you know, a ton of time at Microsoft, again, um, kind of taking on more leadership um kind of experience building out teams and um yeah now on to uh, a tech startup uh, called Pytop uh, where I'm CMO which is uh, awesome and um pretty yeah cool, to man. say that things pretty move cool. a little fast in a startup is an understatement but um, yeah. yeah having just you know the, the best best time um taking on you know even at a CMO level and um, tons of new um kind of areas of the business which you know I'm which means I'm still learning which is which is great so customer success is is one of those areas and um yeah I, I thought I kind of knew marketing to a point but actually you know what when you start doing it as a startup um you know it's it's almost like going back to being a, a toddler again in some ways <laughs> yeah yeah so I guess I've got probably three other questions first one is what's like the proudest thing you've done in your career like, what's the thing that you just think, 
yeah, that that for me was was a real sort of defining moment. Um, I think probably it was when I was at the um, University of London. Um, so they they had a uh, an IT company that was part of the university called ULCC, and they provided a whole host of uh, of IT services to the education and public sector. And I was a marketing manager there for close to six years. So you know it was a pretty kind of big part of my career um you know again just such a, an amazing experience but i think the the thing that you know even now um kind of stands out in terms of things i'm proud about um was actually um almost like a, a little mini business that i i spun up um at the university um and at this point in time um itunes u was was just starting to to kind of spin up so this was apple's um education podcast offering and um, allowed institutions to post um, learning material to the um, the iTunes store and um, you know learners and quite frankly anyone that was interested could could download that content on demand and you know access it when and where they wanted you know on the bus wherever it might be and um, you know this at the time was was really getting a lot of momentum. Um, institutions were were kind of putting a lot of material on the uh, iTunes store, but in order for them to really take advantage of it, they had to figure out a way to host and distribute that content. And ULCC, among other things, provided a, a, a ton of hosting services. They had a, a data center and they managed um, uh, VLEs for a bunch of institutions and they also as a result of doing that um, had a direct connection to Janet which was the um, national um, network for, for academic institutions so basically tons of bandwidth so you know we had a, a data center tons of bandwidth and we were speaking to a ton of customers that were getting into this whole iTunes U thing but you know they just didn't have the means to, to necessarily host it distribute it how do they create the rss feeds all that kind of stuff that you need to, to kind of get into podcasting yeah. so i was like you know what actually there's an opportunity there so i reached out to apple and said um also well, you're trying to really land itunes you globally um you know what if we offered a hosting kind of wrapper around it and yeah. essentially partnered with you and took that to the academic community and, you know, let's see what we can do. And long story short, kind of mindful of time on this podcast, of course, um, right. we we essentially created um, a hosted iTunes U offering for, um, well, for all manner of customers, quite frankly. And before we knew it, just had, you know, practically every HE institution in the UK using it, including... Wow. Um, Number ten Downing Street, Bloody which is a little bit surreal. So yeah, um, I bet they were looking to put um, Prime Minister's Question Time um, as as a podcast, right? And um, and you know, much like academic institutions at the time, were like, how on earth do we, um, you know, host this? How do we get it out there? You know, yeah, all that good stuff. And we're like, huh, I have just the offering. <laughs> so uh, again long story short off I go to number 10 Downing Street I'm standing in front of the gates with like a thousand tourists you know I go up to the policeman and say oh I've got a, a meeting at number 10 Downing Street today so <laughs> they look at the list Mad. and uh, they open the, the little side gate I go to this weird like airport security style thing with again yeah. like thousands of tourists looking at me and taking pictures thinking I was rubber gloves yeah. came out yeah exactly yeah <laughs> it's uh... <laughs> 
bit like that. <laughs> and um, yeah, off I'm walking down Downey Street, literally on my own. We're just like, you know, police strategically dotted around the place, knock on the door and uh, yeah, had this meeting about how we can help them. And uh, yeah, ended up hosting Prime Minister's Questions. So I went back a, you know, a bunch of times to Downey Street, had, you know, numerous tours of the place and what have you. It was Wicked. really surreal. So um, cool. yeah, although it's not kind of classic marketing per se. Um, no, it's career, you know, mate. That, it's cool. that definitely helped us win a lot of other business and was, was definitely something that we used to, to kind of drive our our story through you know, yeah. a whole ton of marketing activity. So uh, yeah, that probably for me is the thing that stood out. And I guess it kind of, that's quite an interesting thing in the fact that you created a point of differentiation in the market by doing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, almost I mean, it's quite the product that you developed. Yeah, exactly. You developed a product through through an element of marketing that actually helped you differentiate yourself in the marketplace. And that, that's a that's a pretty cool thing. That's a pretty good thing to be proud of, mate. It's definitely cool. Um, so the last two questions I've got is one is, um, what's your work ethic, and the other one is, um, who who's the who's the person in your career that you you you've kind of looked up to the most and kind of why yeah um okay so starting with work ethic um i mean it's it's actually kind of changed a little bit um over the last couple of years so um i was definitely one of these people that was you know in the office at stupidly early times and you know, would be working into the evening and over the weekends and, and never really turned off. And um, without going into kind of too much detail, um, while I was at Microsoft, I saw a lot of people that had similar work ethics and quite frankly, burnt themselves out. And, you know, that was something that, um, you know, I really took a lot of notice to and um, as a result kind of just reflected a lot on my own kind of way of working and in particular the kind of mental health, I guess, attached to, um, you know, working in that way. And, <clears throat> sorry, um, sorry, and yeah, I guess kind of, you know, really took a step back a little bit and, and kind of thought, well, if you're going to be on your A game, actually, you can't be working like that all the time. You know, you yeah. need to make sure that you're taking time for yourself and, and kind of taking those breaks and, um, you know, having a little bit of, of balance, if you like. So uh, without wanting to get too kind of, um, you know, tree huggerish, um, you know, I got quite into the whole kind of mindfulness kind of stuff, meditation, all that kind of thing. And, you know, still into it now, actually. And, you know, I, I, I think it's a really important part of anyone's um, kind of, um, you know, routine, if you like, you know, you, you, you sort of find time to go to the gym and, and work kind of your, your body. But I think it's also important to kind of think of your mind and mental state in the same way. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's kind of my, my work ethic. Now, don't be wrong, you know, working for a startup, it's, it's intense. And, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. some times yeah. where you're working, you know, you know, flat out into, you know, the, the, the wee hours. But uh, at the same time, I definitely have a deeper appreciation of, of kind of, making sure that you, you do take time to just kind of, um, you know, unplug a little bit, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. And and someone you kind of look up to? Yeah, so uh, I, mean, I kind of mentioned the person um, a little earlier, actually, I guess, yeah. in terms of who I actually worked 
with and for. Uh, it's probably yeah. my my manager at, at BSI in some ways. Um, you know, he he taught me a lot about um, you know how to manage, how to lead, how to think creatively and you know in some ways probably um the person that taught me a little bit about kind of um you know entrepreneurship in a in a funny way so actually that example of you know the um the podcast hosting kind of uh, you know platform i built in in some ways you know might not have happened i guess had it not been for working for for hitesh at, at bsi so um, yeah he was he was a really cool guy but you know what i've been lucky to work with some amazing people i'm mean, particularly at microsoft just some you know outstanding people that you know are super inspirational so um yeah there's there's a ton of people but i think probably hitesh in some ways that yeah. bsi was um was you know a standout for me cool and i'm gonna go last question and then we'll mm -hmm. flip it yeah so my last question is what's what career wise and this doesn't mean <laughs> job because that's a really <laughs> bad thing to talk about on yeah. a podcast. but career-wise what are you looking for next like what's what's the or, or not even what next like where what's where do you see yourself what's the mm. what's the the big challenge that you want to go after kind of thing and yeah, yeah. And, yeah. no again good good question so um you know i'm I'm really passionate about marketing and, you know, definitely see myself um, continuing on this, this path for the foreseeable future. But, um, but that being said, um, I have been for a long, long time really interested in the, the venture capital space. Yeah. And, um, you know, I definitely see myself making a transition into that area at some point in my career. Um, you know, I don't think I'm quite there yet, but um but I'm definitely keen to, to kind of make that transition and essentially kind of share a lot of the marketing experience that I've built over the last 20 plus years. And, you know, this move into VC, um, you know, it won't happen, you know, in the next kind of few years, I'm sure. So, you know, there's even more years to add to that experience, yeah. uh, I'm sure. But, um, but yeah, really, really keen to move into that space and help other companies be successful and, um, you know, I think there's there's a lot of stuff I can share, particularly now that I work in a startup, you know, yeah. gaining a lot of, um, you know, experience, you know, on the on the front line, if you like. And, you know, I'd love to be in a position where I can, you know, share that experience with others, uh, but also, um, you know, with that kind of more entrepreneurial hat on, um, go out and find, you know, the next um, awesome ed tech kind of company. You know, I, I definitely see myself kind of more focused on the ed tech space. That's where I've kind of built my uh, career um, yeah. you know, mostly anyway over the last sort of uh, 15 years. So um, yeah, I think moving to VC, um, you know, focused on primarily ed tech companies and um, yeah, I think that could be kind of a really great way to take all that great marketing experience and, and kind of help others really. Cool, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds like you've had a, well, su sort of successful career to date. And, yeah, long, been, and long may it last. Really lucky. Yeah. I don't, cool. It's not all luck, trust me. <laughs> no, Some, I've got the, the scars to prove it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> all got those. Hilarious. So um, I guess now it's time to uh, to interview your good self. Okay. It's like, uh, yeah, it's going to be like question time, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hope you're sitting comfortably. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> cool.
Cool. So um, I'm going to sort of mirror a lot of the, the style of questions that, that you kind of gave to me. So yep. let's start off with, um, you know, your university kind of path. You know, what did what did you study? You know, was that um, was that a passion kind of, uh, you know, area for you? And um, yeah, give us a little walkthrough. Yeah. So um, I, I've always felt a bit of an academic failure, I think is probably a... Uh, good way of putting it I've uh, you know I'm a straight C's kind of guy um I went through clearing actually to get into uni had I have got the grades that I wanted at college I mean I had a lot of fun at college but had I got the grades I, I wanted I probably would have ended up being a PE teacher oh, interesting um and so I but what turned out was I didn't get the grades I need, therefore had to go through clearing. And the, the, the conversation I had with my design and communications A-level tutor was, you're kind of pretty good at computers and they seem to be doing a thing. And this was around like 96, 97. Um, you know, the internet had just popped up in 94. Um, why don't you go and try and do something with computers? So I was like, all right. So I looked around and the last polytechnic in the country decided they would take me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I studied computers for three years, literally everything you can do with them from music, video, 3D animation, um, database normalization, binary, oh, cool. build it, you name it for three years. I just did everything to do with a computer, web design, web code, all that kind of stuff. When, when, you know, good old tables and HTML was still a thing <laughs> and CSS didn't even exist. I don't think, um, so I did that and um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I've, I've always sort of seen myself as um, kind of more of a creative person and the, the numbers bit of marketing is something I've definitely had to, to learn kind of through my career. But um, I, came out, um, I came out of uni when the dot-com bubble burst and I couldn't really get a job that I wanted. So me and a couple of mates set up a web design company. Now, whether that was a good idea or a bad idea, just as a dot-com <laughs> bubble burst, I don't know. Um, but we did that. It was called Strike Designs. I'm not even sure. It, it may still be around on, online somewhere. I don't know. So uh, looking after this interview. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we did, it, we did that for about five years, the three of us. Uh, actually, four of us. Another guy joined a bit later on. Um, and we did quite a few different things. Like we did some small stuff, and then we managed to get uh, like universal pictures on, and and we kind of then moved into a little bit of like moving image and um, visual. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of visual effects kind of stuff, and worked Very on cool. the Eight Mile UK DVD release where we went up and down the country doing MC battles and providing all the visual effects for it which was quite cool. That's very cool. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then we kind of all just went our separate ways after a little while. I'd, I'd managed to get a bit of a consultancy job in B2B area where I became like the one-man marketing and design person. Um, yeah, it was a department, small, small business. Um, again, B2B, it was selling stationery and not the most glamorous of, of jobs, but it was paying the bills for me. And I did that for a little while. They got bought out by another company. Uh, I stayed in that company for about a year and became the digital guy. Um, social media was just coming along um, and started kind of to do that. But again, 
was not I knew it wasn't for me like working in that kind of environment after kind of trying to run my own business and and do that kind of stuff um and and I, and uh and then I'd managed through a through a friend who I used to design flyers for his um club night in Windsor who turned into a recruit started recruitment he actually managed to get me a job in an agency um, and then basically I spent my first probably year in that agency, half my time I spent in the studio doing design work in production. And then the other time, half my time I spent in client services trying to help market the agency and do the social media and that sort of stuff. Nice. And then following that, I, um, following that, following that, they then asked me to basically become a digital planner because they lost um, some of their digital planning resource in a kind of another part of the organization. And they said, do you want to come and do this? Um, and I did that. And I think all around that time, when you talk about what my passion is, if you like, I've always been, I've always felt like I've been a very creative person. Uh, creative is a very subjective thing. So whether people believe I'm a creative person or not, whatever. Um, <laughs> But the bit that got me, the bit that I loved about what happened with social media was I was never great at web coding. And all of a sudden, social media made it very, very easy to deliver content into a platform to an audience. So I loved that kind of knocking down barriers kind of. Yeah, it's yeah. all of a sudden become really, really easy to communicate with people. And then the other side of it for me, because I have a design background generally, you know, it's kind of what I did for quite a long time, things like semiotics and psychology and all these kind of things really, I've always found really, really interesting. Like psychology for me, behavioral economics, all this kind of stuff, I find very, very interesting. I don't have enough time to spend on it, but I do really find that sort of yeah. side of life interesting and, and, and understanding the human psyche and how we can try and, as marketers, change it because that's what we're here to do pretty much. We've got to change people's opinions about what we are and what we do and get them excited about being part of part of us. And that bit for me, combined with social media in itself, is just a social thing, right? Mm. So and that's why the whole digital social creative technology, that's the and that's why I've always been had that kind of kind of passion. I think, you know, digital these days is an absolute bloody minefield. Um, personally, nicely, yeah. <laughs> there's just so many different things you can go and do, and trying to work out which ones you should be doing and which ones you shouldn't, and, and then when then when you plug into all the numbers and everything else that we're trying to do and drive, what are the important numbers to measure? What aren't important numbers to measure? Analysis paralysis and all that sort of stuff. That mm. that is a big old headache that I think not. I don't think there's very few people that have mastered it. Put it that way. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess that's my my passions, really. Yeah, that's cool. And um, I mean, talking of passions, I guess you know all of the stuff that you've done in your career to date has kind of created a perfect storm for your your sort of current role, which you know seems to tick every box, including, of course, the uh, the kind of sports side of things as well, uh, which is. <laughs> Pretty yeah. cool. So, uh, congratulations again for yeah, all the cool you. stuff you're doing there. Very, very yeah. cool. I mean, um, I've been lucky on that one. It's like uh, playing basketball from the age of ten. Again, I'm short, fat, slow, and <laughs> uh, 
and probably not really built for basketball, but definitely enjoyed <laughs> it from a very, very young age uh, at no particular high level. But to be able to then enter into a career where you're, you're following, you know, you're, do, you're working in the sport that you love. And some people, I think, will go into this kind of thing and go, it kind of takes away from the sport that you love a little bit. But for my, my personal experiences, it's just enhanced everything, really, for me. Yeah, it's just been being that, cool. that close to it must be, you know, really exciting. And uh, yeah, totally. yeah, no, very, very cool. So, <clears throat> no, well done again. So, um, you know, that's a pretty kind of interesting, varied career. And I guess for folks that are, are just starting out now, you know, is there any advice you would give them in terms of how they should evaluate opportunities and, you know, what kind of mindset they should have around kind of building their career? Because, you know, you've clearly had a very kind of interesting path, as I mentioned before. You've made a lot of progression. Um, but equally, there's some some interesting kind of decisions there in terms of starting your own business, you know, moving away from that into more of a kind of traditional kind of marketing role, albeit also one in, to, in, in the B2B space. So is there any yeah. kind of advice you give folks to, to kind of, you know, help them make better decisions around their own careers? Do you know, do you know what? I think um, so. Some, some of the decisions in my career have not been decisions. <laughs> some, of them have been, some of them have been necessity. Some of them have been a great opportunity to just jump on board. But in terms of making the decision, I've sat there in the past and written a list of pros and cons when I've had more mm. than one option presented to me. And I've been lucky to have it a couple of times in my career where I'm like, I'm here now and I can go, I'm in A, can I, I could, could, could go and do B or I could go and do C or I could stay in A. Mm -hmm. And um, you can write them down as pros and cons if you like. But at the end of the day, it didn't help me. And you just kind of have to follow your heart a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And I think the biggest thing is, like, you've got to remember that if, you're, if you have an ounce of belief in yourself and you, can, you believe you can kind of do a job, mm. if you go into something and you're not enjoying it, you can move. It is not the end of the world. It is not by, by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. You know, go into something, if it's not right after a couple of months, go find something else. Go back to the people that you said no to. See if they're still up for mm. it. Don't be shy to do those kinds of things. And I think, it, you know, for me, the other part of career progression has been about, um, I've been lucky, right? My brand, Joe, you know, Twitter handle mm. and all that kind of stuff. Somehow I managed to come up with a personal brand uh, by accident. But people have recognized it throughout the way that I've networked, both through social media and then obviously mm. kind of face-to-face. -face. So I think kind of building up that network, making lots of friends and, and having people that you can talk to about what you're doing in your life. You know, mm. I, I've been lucky enough to be able to pick up the phone to other, um, you know, business people, other marketers and say, look, can you, what's the deal? Can you help me? Can you just, so, and sometimes you already know, know it, but it's just great to hear it once or twice from somebody else. It kind yeah, of helps definitely. it sink a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I guess, oh uh, yeah, a bit of, I guess a bit of a, a bit of advice, whether it's the right, I mean, for me, you know, typically I, I'm heart overhead most of the time anyway. That's mm. just the way I am. Um, that's kind of the way that I, probably make most of my decisions it's not to say i don't ignore my head but mm. it's probably my heart that i i think about it but
but then I'm probably led by my heart at the end end of it, and I think I think that's uh, that's the way I like to do things, basically. Yeah, well, it's worked well for you so far, and uh, you know, I think the stuff you're doing right now is uh, is definitely you know pretty awesome. So it shows that that uh, kind of listening to your uh, your heart seems to be working. So uh, nice yeah. one. Yeah, very cool. And um, I guess just to to kind of maybe close out the uh the kind of series of questions and yeah. you can then kind of sit back on your seat and uh <laughs> all that yeah, good stuff. Yeah, get, yeah. get comfortable again yeah, and um, <laughs> so looking ahead over the next five years i mean we, we've actually yeah. had a couple of episodes on on this you know around kind of the impact of things like ai and machine learning are going to have on on yeah. the industry um you know when you look at your career over the last, you know, let's say, you know, 10 years, for example, um, yeah. obviously there's been a, a lot of changes and, you know, to your point, you've probably followed your, your heart, you know, over the over your head for a few of those kind of key decisions throughout that time. But, you know, bear in mind, we're a bit like when we started kind of getting into digital, that presented a, you know, a new set of opportunities for, for marketeers. You know, I think we're about to go into, or not about to, we are going through, you know, a, a, a similar kind of, um, you know, paradigm shift in a way in terms of, you know, all the great tools and and kind of techniques and, and methodologies that marketeers can kind of get behind. So with that kind of thing in mind, is there any kind of tips or advice that you can um, maybe share with listeners around how they maybe embrace some of the opportunities kind of coming along over the next five years? Obviously, things are going to be a little bit more data-driven, Um but, yeah. you know, is there any kind of, I guess... I mean, I've got a bit of an 80-20 philosophy in, in in that sort of thing. And it's like, spend 80% of your time doing the here and now and 20% of your time trying new stuff. So that's not just look at new stuff, actually mm. try new stuff. Find something you've not done before. Like, more, more recently for me has been including influencers more as part of our campaign work. Mm-hmm. like not just playing lip service to it mm-hmm. but actually really doing it and we've yeah, actually yeah. had quite a decent amount of success now that's obviously not a five-year thing that's a here and now thing mm. but five years ago influencers arguably wasn't really a thing at all no. so yeah, yeah. i kept an eye on it and mm. and we i've tried it a few you know four years ago and now it's a much more immersive part of what mm. we're kind of we're kind of doing so definitely trying new stuff and 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 not just not just reading about it actually trying it actually getting involved in it actually speaking to suppliers about how we make it all happen and mm. and that kind of stuff is is important and then i think you know in terms of uh, where do I, I i learn from just talking to people and reading stuff that's that, that, that's kind of trying to follow it trying to embrace it you you the one thing i think in particular <clears throat> i'd say particularly in the marketing industry like i know any other industry i don't really know any other industry um but in marketing it feels fast-paced it feels technology driven which means everything's moving super super quick i'm really interested to see where it goes Technology in general goes next because the technology will kind of enable what we do as marketers. Hmm. Um, you know, voice I think will become more and more and more prevalent. And I don't think as a marketers we've really done anything yet. Yes, we've had 
I can't remember, was it like Burger King trying to order Amazon Alexa via a TV ad or whatever it was? I can't remember exactly. But there's been some people playing with this stuff, but I don't necessarily think we've solved solved it yeah so i think voice is going to be very interesting and just you know i don't know more intelligent physical digital mix for me is going to be the interesting piece a little bit less off the mobile phone and a little bit more of the experiential stuff um so yeah that's kind of what i yeah so i guess keep an open mind experiment <clears throat> try new things you know don't be afraid to fail yeah. all of those good stuff you know yeah talk to, to people of, talk to yeah. people find, oh, find, cool. find find someone you can have a chat with every now and again and they yeah. don't have to be you don't even have to be more senior than you but you just be I need to be able to like bounce the odd idea off somebody yeah, that's yeah. probably sitting outside your immediate circle because mm. it just no, helps that's... give another perspective that's good advice and um actually one last question because uh, you asked me this as well and i feel i should uh, hear it from you as well um, yeah where do you see yourself in you know five ten years time whatever you know is is, is marketing going to be the thing for you still in in 10 years time um i think so yeah i don't think i'm ever going to move out of marketing i mean um i want I think the thing that I thrive on is challenges generally. So I just want bigger, better challenges that give me more responsibility. Um, that's what I want. And I won't obviously want to be able to succeed at them so, <laughs> so I can progress my career. Um, I, uh, For a long time, a long, long time, I've talked about um, having my own agency and having mm. my own business. It would still be a marketing business if it was yeah. a business. Um I don't, I still don't have an answer for that one. Um, and quite frankly, I'm really, really happy where I am right now. So uh, I wouldn't want to change that at the moment. Very cool. And let's be honest, you're doing some awesome stuff right now. So uh, I can see why you wouldn't want to move. But uh, yeah, no, cool. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. A so uh, any final things you want to share? I Just my only other thing is the, the one thing like my... Um, my saying in life is imagination and graft are more important than the knowledge and talent. And what I mean by that is you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you've got no imagination, how the hell do you use it? And there are a lot of talented people in this world that don't work hard and Mm. don't succeed. And I actually think it's actually about putting in the miles to get the job done. Um, Gary Vanacek, although I'm not a huge fan of his, some of the stuff that he says he talks a lot of sense and his stuff about hustle and being relentless is is true you know yeah Uh, yeah, was it like i don't know i'm quoting hip-hop now but kanye said we've all got the same foot 24 hours it's about what you do with them um nicely said nicely said for real marketing rap podcast there we go yes (laughs) (laughs) couldn't have planned that any better myself couldn't have planned it Didn't plan it. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. All right, right, mate. mate. Um, Great to have another episode under our belts. Yeah, we'll get another one in soonish, shall we? Let's try for um, August. Yeah, let's do it. And we've got uh, some actual interviews up our sleeves. Uh, 
for for the next few episodes. So uh, yeah, back to the usual format, not just you and I kind of uh, droning on for, for half an hour, which is <laughs> cool. cool. And right, um, yeah, always nice. always a pleasure. Cool. Take care, mate. Cool. Speak soon. Take it easy, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Real Marketing Wrap. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to share the word. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Brand Joe and Tim at T Bush. Big shout out to DJ Tiger Style for the music. You can check him out on DJTigerStyle.com. For more about us, join our WhatsApp group. You can check that out on RealMarketingRap.com. Peace out, people, and keep it real till next time. the bloopers hey how's it going yeah not too bad yourself yeah good 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 just went through the whole uh, password reset rigmarole with Scott. <sighs> gotta love it when was the last time you <laughs> logged into that computer since the last time we did the podcast so that'll be oh. a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>